You are listening to the Joe Rogan Experience Review Podcast. We find little nuggets, treasures, valuable pieces of gold in the Joe Rogan Experience Podcast and pass them on to you, perhaps expand a little bit. We are not associated with Joe Rogan in any way. Think of us as the talking dead to Joe's walking dead. Enjoy the show. Hello, guys, and welcome to another episode of the JRE Review uh, we're going to get right into it. We got Mike Baker and Steve Ranella today, two of my favorites. And my buddy Garrett is joining me for this recording. Audio's a little shaky, but um, sometimes he's in California, I'm here, and we had to kind of a little bit of fuckery to get it to work. But anyway, enjoy. Podcast. You're listening to the Joe Rogan Experience Review. What a bizarre thing we've created. Now with your host. Adam Thorne. This might either be the worst podcast or the best one of all time. One, go. Enjoy the show. All right. How you doing, Garrett? Life is good, bud. Life is good. Very nice. How's the weather out in uh, sunny Venice? Uh, It's nice and sunny. I'll tell you what, last night and the past few nights has felt like it took a switch real, real quick. Uh, We got down to like 50. I know for the rest of the country, that's not terrible but for here in california that's pretty frigid uh, yeah that is pretty cold by the beach right to be honest. right so you still out in la yeah. and uh obviously i moved up to bozeman to escape the chaos yeah right uh, how how are you finding it all is it opening is it i mean obviously joe left right and what's the feel um i mean there's a lot of accuracies with, with what he has to, has to say about it. But at the same time, I mean, I, I'm kind of very fortunate to be in this little nook by the beach where I don't really in, encounter a lot of those negative things. So, I mean, I feel very fortunate for that fact. And my job is still one of the ones thriving down right by the beach. So, for all accounts, I have nothing to complain about. I'm very thankful. But I know a lot of people are being affected in a lot of crucial ways that I, I it's, un- yeah. it's unfortunate but I, I don't know are you noticing a lot of uh, I mean when I was there what in the beginning of October I couldn't help but notice like the expansion of all those little homeless spots and tent villages and yeah I mean, it, was, it was pretty significant obviously yeah. I've been gone traveling the country for quite a few months so to me the slow progression of it I didn't see it I just saw it from like right Right. It happened. Uh, I I don't want to say it happened overnight. It happened very quick. Um, I don't know, man. It, it's kind of interesting how that all how it's all panned out. But it's there is definitely a sentiment down by the boardwalk where it's just like this is what it is. It's like I it's kind of inevitable. It seems like because it's like if you had to pick a place to be, I don't want to say a bum or homeless, you'd want to be by the beach because I mean just the weather for one thing, and I mean the scenery. I, I would imagine everybody just gravitates towards the coast so i get it yeah i mean it's, it's right. not that much fun if you're if you're living there and crime is up and right you know those guys gotta eat and right figure out how to i mean get I, money and that's always like some bikes. <laughs> right that's always the angle i'm anytime i have like a conversation with somebody i'm like so what's the remedy like let's just at least start in, embracing the conversation rather than it just there isn't a remedy that's there what, wasn't before. That's now what I'm there's saying. Ten times as many of them. Right. It's right. like, what are you supposed to do? I don't know. That's, you know. That's the eternal question. That it seems like some smart mind should come up with some kind of idea because that's just one thing that has not been touched. I don't know. I don't know what the remedy is. Well, crime was my issue. 
you know. Right. It was like even before I was like, all right, I didn't really feel I didn't feel unsafe like living where I was, but after the numbers that I saw, um, you know, yeah. I was just like, well, time's gonna follow this, and that's not good. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know, man. I, I guess I I see stuff. I don't. It's all what you read, you know what I mean? And I guess it's where you surround yourself, I feel like, and, and who you're surrounding yourself with because different circles see things different ways. And I know there's facts, don't get me wrong, but at the same time, it's like, I, I, it just seems like, <laughs> I don't know if you read that Duncan Trussell thing. Did you, I don't know if you saw that meme, but it said something about some poor schmo is sitting under a waterfall right now, not suit, and he's not pissed off at somebody else. <laughs> I can't. I'm paraphrasing. I'm paraphrasing. But he's like, he, right? He's like, he, I'm paraphrasing, obviously. But he he says something to the sentiment that like, once you get this phone, then you just start adapting, fucking thought processes based on what your feed says. It's like inevitable. So it's like whatever you're reading is kind of gonna. I don't know, incorporate how you're thinking about things. But I see what I see that yeah. there, there are facts, don't get me wrong, and, but it's just like, what are we doing? I mean, you look at it from one perspective, but I, I see it. I don't well, it's, still, it's still a good place. It's right. a beautiful place. That's, and, and people will make their adjust. Right. Like you're saying, you just focus on the positive and deal with whatever's happening. But uh, for me, I felt like it was a bit of a safety issue, and I didn't like how it was looking at uh, I was ready to go. Right. So, it's fair. There you go. I mean, there's got to be. Tell me more about Bozeman. There's. I know there's some highlights. The only do- downfall, now that I've experienced cold weather in my life, it's a difficult pill for me to swallow. Like, but yeah, I do- I'm telling you right now, the weather here is real cold. Right. And <laughs> and that actually gets us into the Stephen Edel podcast because he's from up here. Right. I have people up here that know him. Uh, know him quite well. He used to work on his TV show, Meat Eater. Um, so he lives it up here. Like this is his sanctuary, and and I'm just now kind of building my life to, to kind of get into the same things, you know, focusing on the outdoors and hunting. And but adjusting to the cold is something I definitely have. It's very cold here now. There's a lot of snow, right. and we probably won't see the ground again for many many months. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I'm English. I, I'm used to the cold, right? guy you would think i don't know if it just gets associated that hunters are just like these whatever midwest budweiser drinking guys you know what i mean like (laughs) i don't know how to put it but it's like you hear a guy like him talk and i'm just like geez this guy's can't put a sentence together that doesn't sound brilliant like everything 
every word that came out of his mouth, I know he's, he's written books, so he's obviously smart, but you can just see the like value that he places on education because it's like, he just like, he's quoting like all kinds of people from all across the board. And I'm just, I was so impressed. Like he knows so much and to have an opinion like he has on stuff is just like, you had to, that's well thought through thought, you know what I mean? But I think that, I, I think the whole idea that just, I don't know. He puts a whole new perspective on hunters and stereotypes for me, but I don't. I've never really thought of hunters as like dumb guys. Don't get me wrong, but I'm just saying like a different. Thing. I mean, it's easy to think they're just like rednecks, right? Right, right. Like a bunch of hillbillies. That's what I. So it's that's cool to have really articulate, right? You know, intelligent, passionate, totally like well thought out. I mean, his show Meat Eaters, fantastic show. If you guys haven't seen it, definitely watch it. Yeah, I've, I've seen What's it. What's cool about it too is, like, for example, if you're not even that into food. You watch Anthony Bourdain's show. Right. And he's such a poet right. with his language that it really transcends into the food and gives you a whole new perspective for it. Yeah. I think Steve does the same thing with hunting right. and the culture and the history of it. For sure. I mean, it really sells you on what he's doing. Yeah. It, it changes that dynamic. You know, whereas you can watch those shows like the, what was that fucking. Hillbillies with the duck, the right. duck dynasty. Yeah. I mean, that's not doing anything for Right, right, right. Shoot, exactly. That's a that's a good yeah. that's a good uh, dichotomy, though. I mean, yeah. They started out talking about boner bones. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't know that any animals had bones in the dicks. I didn't know that. I did either. not know that. I didn't know that either. Yeah, that seems crazy. <laughs> Pretty useful though, I guess. Or dangerous, maybe. maybe. Imagine that you could actually break your boner. Maybe I, that, I was gonna that. say maybe that's where the term boner came. Maybe we have like a, like a, meth. I don't know. Oh. <laughs> I mean, you think about the term boner. Maybe that's where it came from. Is that it turns into a bone? Yeah, well, do that, right? <laughs> uh, Steve started off, and a lot of the conversations are going this way. They're talking because it's big news, obviously, that Joe sold his podcast to Spotify and got $100 million. I mean, that's fucking big time, right? And people can't help but talk about his influence now. They just can't. And and Steve kind of said to Joe, like, what, how do you deal with... The, the pressure now with the size of the show and all the rest of it and Jerry gives such a good answer he's like I try not to think about it you know right. and a big point that he makes is like you know you get scrutinized big time in the media like all the time like my feed on my phone is like pops up articles like Joe let you know fucking Alex Jones speak and it's super irresponsible <laughs> blah 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 and it's he makes a point though like look now there's a hundred million people listening if even 1% right. decides they don't like him, that's a lot of fucking people that are going to talk shit. I never, so he decides not to think about it, not to listen to it. I think that's an important message. Absolutely. I mean, I, I, I thought, <laughs> after all, that whole conversation, that's funny that that's the point you bring up because that was like the, one of the main points that stood out in my head after he said that. I'm just like, that's so true. When you just get put on a bigger scale, it's like again, it comes back to what are you, what are you, what are you digesting? It's like what are you allowing yourself to digest as far as like social media goes and all that stuff. Because he makes references to it in his other podcast. He's like, a healthy diet is important, and then he's like, you got to think of that as like from a healthy diet perspective from social media too. Like everything that you're ingesting is you're gonna be a product of. So it's like. 
Pick your poison. A hundred percent. And, and you know, it's like all your friends. Like every, not even just your friends, but like everybody that you know. Right. It's like somebody out there is going to talk shit about you. Right. But it's the, it's the majority of the message that you get. You can still reflect on it. Yeah. Somebody's like, hey, you're a fucking asshole, dude. If that's like your best friend. Right. Maybe you should pay attention. But if yeah. it's some prick that you don't even like, <laughs> barely know, and you're like, you, what, why the fuck do you have an opinion? Right. There's just no point listening to it. If you only listen to that, you, you wouldn't even know who you were. And it seems, like, it seems like people have a tendency to focus more on the, those kind of things than they do on the better relationships maybe not i i don't know i could be jumping the gun but it's like he he makes reference to like you always jump to the negative comments and the negative comments are the ones that always like stand out in the back of your head and it's not like it's you think about that even on like a day-to-day human interaction kind of standpoint it's like the, the the moments not that you don't really remember the guy opening the door for you as much as you do the dude fucking cutting you off in the middle of the road you almost hitting somebody Hopefully, yeah. hopefully not. I mean, I I I want to believe that you can like kind of pick and choose your spots if you, if you have that point to say that out loud. So it's like, ah, I, I get it though. It's like you can't read the bullshit. But I always like to say the phrase too: if they're hating on you, you're doing something right because they're taking the time yeah, to even think about that's you. That's very true. I mean, Steve points that out. Like he he thinks it, it must be hard. The Famous guy, Steve's obviously not as big, but he has a TV show, a popular podcast. Right. He's well known. And you know, when people get on your case and talk shit, or someone writes an article about you, I mean, it probably takes, it's probably hard work not to take that fucking shit to heart. Yeah. It's probably pretty brutal, right. for sure. Right. Uh, Joe, Joe talked about the early days of the podcast with Steve, and I really love that part of the conversation because, um, you know, he talked about the fact that he had no, no intention for it to be big. Oh, he never right, thought right. it would be big. It wasn't like this grandiose oh, plan. <laughs> he, he didn't like foresee this. He I just had that. fun, did oh, it. And then it wasn't until one day he was performing in Chicago and he asked his audience doing some stand-up like, hey, right. who's heard of the podcast? And the place erupted. Right. And that's when he realized, like, holy oh, shit, oh. this is something different. I love the way he's described it too and everybody, like, people around him are like, what are you doing? You can't do podcasts. And he's just like, oh, I like doing it. I'm going to keep doing it. I was just like, yeah, he's like, fuck it. Like, he really is a great example yeah. of someone that's just like, look, I enjoy doing what I'm doing. Right. Not everything has to pay me a ton of money. I'm proud right. of the things that I do, right. and I enjoy it. I think that's so why. I think that's why. I mean, I don't want to say you or I like relate to him, but he has such a big following. There's a there's a big chunk of people that feel the same way. He just happens to be on a bigger stage now because he chose a different avenue, but. Like you hear different people say, it's like, man, if you love being a carpenter and you love shaving wood and you find satisfaction in that, fucking do that. Because of the satisfaction that... Yeah, I'm waiting for your girlfriend yeah. to get mad at you yeah. and say, why are you wasting your time with yeah. a fucking podcast right. or whatever your hobby is? Right. Be like, I enjoy it, bitch. Yeah. Shut the fuck out. And if you want to... That's the thing when... I, I think I've kind of made this phrase fairly fucking clear at this point. It definitely comes out more often when I've had some drinks in me, but I don't clear shit through you. <laughs> but I, but I think that that's like but, you're saying but sure. people, but people take that as like a as like a it, it just comes across as initially negative but if I like give it an explanation like that is not meant to be negative at any any way whatsoever cuz I don't expect you to clear shit through me either like if you're enjoying what you're doing and you're having a good time and you're not hurting anybody else 
you don't clear shit through me. Do all, keep doing you. You know what I mean? Like I yeah, at least you're doing something. Yeah, like I love that shit. <laughs> right? I mean, they're, they're, they're people telling Joe now that he can't drink and get stoned right. and fucking He's get like, free fuck on you. Podcast, I, I do what like, I want. The fuck, he can't. As long as your heart's in the, right. As long people as your can't change this. If they said if if that if people get involved and he starts changing like the way that he does the podcast, it would drop I off. mean, listen, it's still gonna be big. People are still listen, but it's gonna lose so much right. of what it was. Right. Like imagine if he stopped cussing. Right. Even. Yeah. He's like all of a sudden he's just like, no, it's probably best that I do that. I'm like, fuck that. It, it's gonna take a lot away from it <laughs> right. for sure. I don't think you, you that you can't produce that type of show. I don't think sure. he, I don't gotta leave it wild. I don't think he has any intention of doing that at all. <laughs> no, I, mean, I love how like Steve came on to talk about his book, and mostly Steve just like told to Joe about what's happening with the podcast. I love it. That cracks me up. Yeah. It just shows how real the conversations are. Like nothing yeah. scripted with that shit. For sure. And that's the that's the best. I mean, yeah, absolutely. Like listening to those two guys talk was great. I I, I think that's the great. I, I can't. It doesn't resonate more. I remember I was like doing like a plank outside, and I heard Joe say, "The just the just the tone of his voice whenever they whenever he was like, you you need to stop doing this podcast and focus on this." He's like. No, nah, I'm gonna keep doing it. And then, like other people, I think I think he mentioned too. Whenever he was, he was on news radio or whatever, and they were like, "What are you doing martial arts for? You need to stop doing that. You're risking your career." And he's like, "I don't. I mean, basically, I don't clear shit. <laughs> you know what yeah, I mean?" Yeah, he's like, "I love doing <laughs> this." Is his own way. Of, that's this, it's the only way. And you own... hear that with a lot of the people that come on that have been successful. Like, I don't think Steve Rinella ever thought when he really got to hunting when he was young that he thought, "Oh, I'm gonna get a TV show." Right. write books and right. be this famous right. and you know you can say it's a lot but it's also like that was the attitude they went in with right I'm gonna do what I wanna do and, and I, if a ton of money comes along then great but I'm just doing what I wanna do and that's what it comes down to 100% right I, I, I do like it and, and they talk about it a lot on the podcast with different guests but they get into the bear attack story uh, it's pretty famous now where a bunch of hunters were together hunting and then the bear just like ran, like ran straight through that camp, <laughs> they hit him. knocked everyone over, and no one did anything heroic. Didn't they whack him and, with like a pole or something? <laughs> yeah, with a ski pole. I mean, look, Steve even said it. Everyone has fun. Everyone can say no. You know, some someone's on your plane and they try and hijack it. Like everyone's got this grandiose idea of like what they're going to do. And reality is, even amongst the best hunters in the world. No one could do anything useful, and it just goes to show like you never know. Right. You never really know. Those like grandiose plans are like fucking out the window when a bear is charging at you. Yeah, they only work in that specific moment whenever you're ready for everything. Yeah, he said he just shut down. Like, but <laughs> everyone did it. Right. You know, so you'd assume everyone would do the same thing. I mean, that's the instincts kick in, and you, you know, nobody even grabbed a gun. Right. They were all armed. It's wild. I just can't. That story always gets me. I can't even tell you how many times I've heard it. Because now you want to. Every time it comes up, I'm like glued you, you to want, listening to the intricacies right. of it. You want to believe that now, if that situation ever occurs, I, I this is in the back of my head. I'm grabbing that fucking gun right now. <laughs> like you want to believe. Yeah. <laughs> you want to believe that. No chance. Yeah. yeah. You want to believe it. You still probably will. Yeah. This bad like image is just. Right. etched into our brain but right. reality is always so different and <laughs> I think that's something that's an important message for people to think about when they're making 
you know, their grandiose statements about what they're going to do on the certain right. the rest. I think, uh, I, I think that almost like coordinate now that I'm thinking about it. It's like, I think a lot of people and me included, it's like, I'll be happy when like it kind of coordinates to that. Like once I get this job or I get this specific amount of money or I get this, then I'll start living. It's kind of like, I know that's as far stretch from what we're talking about as far as putting yourself in certain situations, but it's like, I, I don't know. It's kind of, it's kind of that. It's like, a, it's, it's a bit like the grass is always green. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, like you like, think things, you think that things will be better than they are. Right. Right. right and right. and that's kind of it. It's like, right. you think that you'll do better under those circumstances. Like you think you'll be happier when you get to the right. other point. Right. And then that the reality is it might not be. And then that shit so happens. Why right. about that? Exactly. And then that shit happens and you're in the same spot. You're not, yeah, right? you get your new job and it sucks. <laughs> right. And your boss is a dick. Right, you're right back in the same spot. But one thing I thought when Joe was talking about finding his arrowheads when he was out hunting, and, and Steve Brunella had the same thing. He found some like really old settlement area, I think, in Alaska, and he had to leave that shit because he was with people that respect that land, and they just took pictures of it and kind of documented it and left. But Joe talked about how he took the arrowhead. And I was thinking the same thing. Like, I, I don't know where I stand with that. Like, I, I think I would just leave all that shit. I don't know. I mean, I, I don't know if I'm, like, married to it, but I kind of like the idea that it's, like, if that's the rule and that's just part of, like, respecting the area, that I would just leave it. What do you think? Would you just I, take all that shit? Or? I don't know. I'm kind of torn on it, to be honest with you, because I can appreciate the... The sentiment and the story and the idea that, uh, I don't know, it's such a slippery slope because it's a bad comparison, but it's like, you want to believe you'll do it, but you know everybody else wouldn't do it, but I want to believe that if you were picking up something such as an arrowhead or like something for that's kind of from history and and you know the story, not maybe specifically to that arrowhead, but like what went on and you can value that and that's a memory that you can keep and share. I think that there's a lot of value that can be from something like that. If somebody asked you about it and they saw it on your mantle and you're like, that was from when I was trekking through such and such. And it's, it's a very means a lot to me. It's like, it's all what you make of it. If you just grabbed it and threw it away, I think that'd be a shitty fucking story. But it's like the idea that you're just going to leave it in the tundra and somebody else is going to come by 2 million years later and pick it up and put it back down. I mean, I like to be a sentimental guy too, but if I could have that arrowhead and remember that, experience and, and and embrace it as as such and share the experience i think it literally could be something worth taking so you're a great robber i mean <laughs> that's the thing it's like you it's like you could say it but it's like i don't know man i, I don't know like because i i guess it's kind of a selfish it's a hundred percent selfish but at the same time it's like if I can, but I'm saying, but I'm, but that's what I'm saying. But it, but, it, anyway, but it so must, it must. Maybe that's the point. It gets lost. Right. It made something. It meant something to him, though. Like even to bring up yeah, that story. So I mean, even to bring up that story, it must have meant something to him. He had to think about it. It wasn't just done in passing. So I don't know. Somebody's gonna write an article now about how. Um, he steals ancient yeah, artifacts. No doubt about it. <laughs> I mean, that's not that far-fetched. That probably will happen. Like, you think about that stuff. He has, I don't want to say he tiptoes around because he's like, I don't mean that, guys. But it's like he kind of – just because everybody's looking for a soundbite. And it's like how does it become yeah. 
How has it become the culture where it's like that's we're just looking for when people are fucking up? It's like why? What is that ever solved? What are we doing? It's just a bunch of nerds that need to write articles. <laughs> I think that that needs some to, agenda. Let's expose that narrative because that seems to be the most accurate thing you could say. Like it's just a bunch of nerds looking to fucking profit off of other people's like whatever sentences, you know? Exactly. But I I really enjoyed Steve. I love him when he's on, and uh, just the fact that he's like a big part up here. Montana and Bozeman. Yeah. Um, dude, I'm hoping to run into that guy sometime. I'd fan out. I fucking think he's a badass. I'm sure you will see him around. Uh, yeah, I think so. Moving on, we got Mike Baker, 1560. See that guy? Mike's been on. God, I can't even say how many times Mike's been on. Um, I've been listening to him on Rogan for like seven, eight years, I think. Nice. But he's obviously CIA guy, ex. CA guy hosts a show called Black Files on National Geographic, I think it is. I haven't seen that show, but I bet it's pretty good. Yeah, I haven't seen it either. I need to check it out. Yeah, I always like his attitude. Obviously, like Republican gets into the presidential shit. They talked about, obviously, elections over now. We know Biden won back then when this that podcast was done. Um, I think it was like last Thursday. Right. They didn't know. And they, it was up in the air. And they, they were talking about accounting. Votes was a bit of a mess, and uh, it, you know it's taken a while to figure out like who the fucking president is. It, it, it's a crazy time, like with everything in twenty twenty. Like what a fucking crazy election too. People are nuts about that shit. <laughs> I mean, again, I, again, I can only I can only speak to what how it's affected me personally because I don't like to speak for other people because it is what it is, but. This notion that a new human being that you just put into this, this this new office and your life just miraculously changes, like the way people were celebrating is just like, I guess, I mean, I, I don't know, I don't want to be negative either, but it was just so interesting to be like, it was 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 like, we won the fucking, you're today, you're not gonna know. right, but I mean, I don't feel any safer, I'll tell you that, and I, I mean, some of these people do, like, I, I get it, I, I don't know, like, granted, I'm a white guy in America, I, I'm not saying that's not a thing, so, I'm allotted certain privileges that a lot of people probably aren't, which I can, like, embrace and acknowledge but at the same time that just the idea that biden is like the lord and savior of the world is just like i don't get the narrative like i, I it's just, yeah, like, just another old white guy right. and he's done it already <laughs> say he is right. so, that's what i'm I, saying you know, i'm not i'm not trying to say like who i would have right. wanted to win or not right. like i i was really on the fence with it 100 percent. they they both weren't getting me very excited i have to be honest right i don't i don't know enough and at the end of the day even when i talk to a lot of my friends it's like they don't really work for my demographic of people if you really want to be honest with it they work for a different demographic at the end of the day to me it was like who the fuck is gonna open shit up again so people can get back to work that's my motivation like who's gonna bring back normal life the fastest so that people aren't depressed and broke and poor and having to live on the street because they can't pay rent right i mean what (laughs) It's just, I, I think we're starting to get to the point now where we recognize that, I mean, even with, like, Governor Newsom, I know that there was just a court case that filed against him that he overstepped his bounds. It's like, you think? You think? He yeah, duh. <laughs> you know what I mean? That like, fucking guy, man. Joe does not like that guy I mean, at when, all. When did you become, like, no, a... Fan. 
Well, it's, it's obviously clear that everybody has their sideways agendas. And just to get reelected was like, I, the way they described it, it's like they would have shut down the whole fucking country just to get reelected. They didn't care about anybody else. They just cared about survival of the fittest. And it's like, those are not the people. Yeah. That I, those are not the people that did I you, Did you just use the restroom, Yeah. Uh, no, that was, <laughs> I did. That was actually a motorcycle flying down the road. Oh, okay, good. I'm like, you can't work away from the microphone on the computer even if you're poking me on the phone. No. You're going to fuck it up. No. All right. He's new to this, but he's going to get it. What did you think about Joe hanging out with the governor of uh, Texas? I mean, I I love it, to be honest. He had dinner with him. Yeah, that's great. I'm sure. I'm sure the governor's like, all right, it's... I thought that was really interesting how they how they were talking about don't bring California here. You moved here for a reason, and it's like dude, people say the same shit to me uh, in Bozeman, really? and they're not joking either. And I'm like, hey, chill out. I'm English. I only lived there three <laughs> years. It's not like I lived there and all of a sudden I'm covered in crystals and fucking <laughs> yoga pants. Right, right, right. Like this isn't you know. I'm still me. Right. Like don't worry. I'm gonna come here and be be a whatever you would call it, a Bozonian. Yeah, I mean, you don't, either what, that's the thing about it, it's so weird, it's like if you live in a place, you're supposed to, like, just adopt whatever the hell everybody else is doing, it's like, no, have a mind of your own. But, I see the, I see the narrative that's, Texas is Yeah, like, I think what they're saying is don't come up with right. a lot of money and a ton of influence and, right. and start changing it. Right. Like how you had it back home. Right. I get it. Right, I get, I get it. it. I get it more than... But, you know, leave me alone. What fucking influence do I have? That's I'm not going to change anything. That's what I'm saying. I'm not going to be like, oh, this hunting seems dangerous. Right. Let's, let's <laughs> fucking bring in go yoga instead. <laughs> Everyone just chill out. Yeah, let's ban it because I feel a certain way. Right. If you're into the mask debate, those two, like there's the maskers and the anti-maskers, right? And... And I guess in California, you don't really see like people. People do the masks; they kind of respect it. Up here, kind of the same way. You know, it's really cold up here anyway. I was so say. having a mask on probably keeps you warm. But when I was in Nashville and and uh, Atlanta, Georgia as well, I spent a bit of time there. There was a real anti-mask sentiment. Like people were adamant about not wearing it, and almost not out of spite. I would say. I mean, you know, they were. Because it got so politicized, people were like really pushing that, you know, frustration. And I get it, but uh, I don't know. Like, where do you stand on that? Are you just like fuck it, wear the mask? Like, how big deal? I mean, if I'm being a hundred percent transparent, I you you, I'm not going to criticize you for not wearing one, but. Um, People do though. I mean, I want to say you know? I, I want to say no. I'm not now, but now that I'm in the environment at, at the place that I work, and people are all the only reason they come inside is to use the bathroom and then get out because we're not allowed to have any indoor dining. So it's like you you feel like there's certain people that walk in without the mask, and you're like, what the fuck, dude? I put it on. You should put it on too. So it's like, but they don't even really allow people in without masks. If you don't have one, they won't let you use the bathroom. It, I just don't know. I mean, I, I guess if it makes everybody feel better, then I'll, I won't go against the deal. But I don't think a mask is going to save your life. I don't understand. I mean, I wear that. I wear a bandana every day, and I know that's like the worst one, but it's like, 
I, I don't know, man. I, I don't know where. Better than having a phone over your face. Right. What cracks me up is when you see people in that car. Right. Like, I can't throw it up a lot. But people driving around with that. I saw two cops uh, today driving, and they both had masks that's, on. That's probably from I'm like, like that's, dude, that, seriously. That's like a come peak, on. A I peak. mean, hey, it's a sentiment. Maybe that's rules. Maybe they don't have a choice. Right. But that's silly. Yeah. When that cops are talking about, like, the whole defund the police and the problems with the cops and. Oh. And it might being CIA, like, knows that if you need to make changes in an institution, especially between your training and use maybe more non-lethal weapons, you can't defund them. You yeah. can't take the money away. It's not going to work. You need more money. It's crazy. And and you see videos. Like, if you follow on Instagram, uh, Santa Monica Problems, oh, yeah. it's a great one because it just shows all the crazy shit going on in Santa right. Monica and Venice and around L.A., a lot of times the homeless people doing crazy shit, but even people kind of yelling at cops and all the rest of it. And they gave the story of that chick that was screaming at the cop and then spit on the cop. And then that's it. The cops say, thank you very much. And arrest her. I mean, the idea that you live in a world where you can just spit in a cop's face. Right. That's fucking crazy. Like, hold the phone. Like, I've got friends with the cops. Right. And I'm not saying I'm pro-cop, you know, right. but... You can't, you can't do that shit. Uh, not to come back, like, not to come back full circle, but that's so funny. And I, and I know that's going on, and I want to approach that. But the exact thought process about it's what you ingest was dictated by Santa Monica problems because I watch it on my Instagram feed, and I like try and avoid it sometimes. I'm also interested just because it's interesting to see what's going on around you, <laughs> as far as like crazy shit. But it's like I notice now that if I don't watch that story for a few days, I'm just like ah. Things are peaceful, but but if I'm watching that, I know it's two miles away, right down the street. Some fucking crazy razor blade, whatever the shit is going on. You know what I mean? But it's funny that you say yeah. that because that's the exact website that makes me ingest that stuff. But that's how I feel about it. But I get it. Dude, I think it's important. Like uh, it's all good to just to to like kind of have a blind eye to it and just assume things are good and the same, yeah. keep you positive. But you also got to be aware of the dangers. Right. I mean, when I was back in the beginning of October, there was a shooting right, right in the middle of Venice. There was a helicopter spinning around. Yeah, I work, you know, I work multiple the- homeless people like fucking said really crazy shit to me while I was there and one dude got really aggressive and I was just minding my own business. That shit hadn't happened for four years while I lived there. Right. So I didn't like it. I was not cool with that. I'm like, get the fuck away from me. Right. This is a mess. Yeah, I, I see it. I, I get it. Um, what did you think about the the bet that they did? So how did the bet break down? Uh, Mike I, and Joe bet that uh, I've heard, would run again. I've heard that story. Right. And then if he wins, he gets five. I heard, I heard, yeah, I, I've, I've heard that story too. I mean, dude, Alex Trebek just died at 80. And you're telling me that Donald Trump's in better shape than him? I don't know. I I just don't. I don't know how we're hiring these fucking old ass people. He doesn't look like he's aged a lot. I'll, I'll, I'll give you that. I saw that Adderall. He looks the same. Yeah, a lot of Adderall keeping sharp. But I I don't know. I feel that that was interesting. We'll we'll see how that pans out. They could talk about Trump maybe starting a media company. I think yeah. that's probably more likely. That I mean, I could see that happen, and that's. He's an entertainer. And he couldn't run again. I didn't even know that was a thing. I yeah. just didn't think about yeah. it, I guess. I know. Most presidents just do their two terms, but that's crazy to think that he could run again later. Right. Uh, he yeah. probably would try just to get uh, the attention. That's what it, that's the, 
that's the scariest part. It's like, what? I don't know. Everybody's like, I don't want to say everybody, but certain individuals have said, well, he really cares about America. And I'm like, I don't think that's the case. I think he just cares about the attention. Because if he cared about America, he wouldn't be all about just saying random shit to try and get sound bites and people to like it. <laughs> I mean, why? I mean, that this doesn't seem on the same. Dude, who knows how that goes? Thing. Like, he was, you got to give it to him. He was an entertaining president. Right. No matter how you felt. I mean, wow. <laughs> it really, it really fucking opens it up. I mean, it makes government look wacky as fuck. <laughs> uh, two, two last things we covered that I, that I want to finish on. One thing Joe posted to Instagram about psilocybin uh, therapy right. is like four times more effective than, um, what are these, NSSRIs? The NSAIDs or whatever, right? I like don't know. regular antidepressants, mm-hmm. like that's really cool shit. And obviously, Portland just, uh, I think, made it legal for testing or whatever. So I love that, especially because people are fucking depressed since COVID. Right. So why not start to get into whatever could be the best possible cure for these people? So we move forward. Right. That's pretty sweet. Um, and then lastly, they talk about fucking aliens. Alien technology. Right. So the Pentagon, or somebody in the Pentagon released that story, like, you know, they said that they either had alien technology or saw it or whatever. Mike Baker was giving us nothing, though. Right. Once again, not not saying that he agrees or disagrees or, you know. He he made a good point, like, these secrets are hard to keep. Like, if we had that shit, maybe... It would have got out, but that's, that's what I don't man, understand. Man, I wish we had a definitive answer on this. Right, it's that's... about time. Twenty twenty is crazy enough. Right, and someone just come out and be like, "Oh yeah, also they're aliens." <laughs> I think that. I mean, why not? What do they think that we're gonna start writing if we hear that? Would probably bring us together more. I would think. Like you would think. It's very good time. Right. If they've been holding that card close to their chest, just fucking let us know. Let us know, man. This is a good time to let us know because then we can all come together as a world and like defend our world. Yeah. <laughs> right. Anyway, those are those I thought we did this this last week, and uh, and I like those guests, and uh, I'm looking forward to see who we have this week. Um, he doesn't seem to be doing so many at the moment. He did. But, he, uh, he just, it's kind of good because we get more time to talk about each one. I agree. He has Kermit Patterson out so far this week. Right. So we'll, we'll see where that goes. But Garrett, thank you for joining me. And everyone, thanks for listening. As always, reach us at Joe Rogan Experience Review at Gmail. Follow us on Instagram, Joe Rogan Experience Review. And uh, until next week, thanks, guys. Laters.